Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. So, uh, John, hi, my name's Jim from the Creative Plane Podcast Network. Hello, Jim. Awesome Delighted to, to be you here. Again. Thank you. <laughs> So, uh, Reckless Ambition. I mean, I love the cover art of the book. So, Thank uh, you. That's very, a special story there. Uh, Zenoscope comic book artist Chris Ennett, E-H-N-O-T, and his inker, colorer, David Delaney. They did the cover art for me. It's, it's fantastic and, artwork. And they're, uh, they're doing another cover for me for my second book coming out next month. The second book is entitled Capricious Deities. The Medford Family Chronicles, Volume 2. I, I love that title. It's a great one. So uh, for, for folks that haven't read your first book yet, what's a good uh, synopsis for it? My book is a fantasy, swords and sorcery genre book based actually on my first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons campaign world. Um, people ask me all the time, is it like Game of Thrones? And I say, uh, no, I don't kill off all the characters. I actually have a couple of happy endings. So uh, I do have many plot lines, and yes, some people do get killed. But uh, uh, I, spent a lo- I spent years developing the project, playing Dungeons & Dragons, growing up as a boy. Oh, and uh, uh, I, I actually, it was kind of funny, I actually gave up D&D back in 2007. And then in 2012, I started again. A friend of mine was going through my papers and found a short story that I wrote. And she fell in love with it, both she and her husband, uh, Laura Thompson and Arthur Thompson. Laura fell in love with my short story, and she, t- she basically ordered me to write the book. She <laughs> said it, it, you know, it really should be finished. And, um, well, gosh, I moved out here to Phoenix, Arizona in 2013. And I got connected with Arizona Publishing, LLC. Patty Holstrin, the editor-in-chief there, and uh, she, uh, she picked up my book and loved it. And uh, the first thing she said to me was, well, we'll have to cut the book in half. And I'm like, oh, no, half of my story will never come out. And then she's like, no, 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 book one, book two. And I'm like, oh, she's... Oh, right. that, that's the beauty of an editor. They, they will tell you the, this is too good for just one book. Right. You know, it's well, people, people ask me all the time, what's the hardest part about getting a book published? And you hit the nail on the head, Jim, the editing. Some people, when they have their manuscript, oh, it's perfect, every word is sacred, I poured my heart into this. And it's like the hardest thing in the world is to turn that manuscript over to the editors <laughs> for them to uh, rewrite, shrink, make better, tighten, you know, 
polished, more professional. That's Which, the hardest and part. It's scary. I mean, yeah. you're handing your baby over, and it's like, please be, be kind, be gentle. Well, you know? And the funny part is, and this was this is this really strange part. I did not lose a single item of plot, story, or interesting tidbit about my world. In fact, I was able to include a lot more detail with the editor's help. You know, and, so it's uh, a collaboration as opposed to you know shaving things out. Right, exactly. And, and like they could, they showed me how to take like a whole page in my manuscript, shrink it down to like one paragraph. And I'm like, wow, that's great. It's all there, and it, all the meat potatoes are yep. still intact. And right, that's, that's awesome. But but that is the hardest part of publishing, as you said, turning your baby over to the editors for uh, cutting up and yeah. tearing apart and rewriting. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I have I have many characters in my book. My my favorite character has to be the uh, Castle Gardener, an uh, aged 87-year-old man named Dr. Andrew Newell. Um, he is the Castle Gardener and also the secret chief of the Palomaran Imperial Secret Service. <laughs> and, uh, uh, he's a he, he's a truth. He he would say he's a, just a simple gardener searching after truth. Of course, he might torture and whip and destroy someone to get that truth. Or prune the weeds. But, yeah, right. right. <laughs> Is that character based off of you in any way? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, no. Actually, I, uh, that, uh, now, oddly enough, my main character is really my favorite character. Uh, uh, modeled after, sadly, my 21-year-old nephew who sadly took his own life. It's a very sad story. But uh, Nicholas Armand, he's my handsome young fighter type in the Imperial Guard. And, of course, he's hopelessly in love with the Emperor's daughter. And would you believe it? The, the, the Archduchess, she doesn't want to marry the man her father wants her to. She, she falls in love with the guardsman. She has a mind. So, so, <laughs> and, and, and yeah, she, she doesn't want to obey her father. Can you believe that? <laughs> anyway, well, that, that's just one of the plot lines and uh, the reason why I mentioned Dr. Andrew Newmull at all is uh, he's modeled after several characters. Um, uh, the famous infamous Nishka from the uh, Firefly series. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you uh, paid homage. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, ooh, maybe we'll find the real you. <laughs> I, I actually, and, uh, and uh, of course uh, plain and simple Carrick from uh, Deep Space Nine, Andrew Robinson. Uh-huh. And uh, well yes, I, I have hundreds of characters mentioned but I I actually have 15 main characters with plots revolving around all of them. That's fantastic. And, um, um, gosh, I don't want to give anything away. You but better uh, not. But I mean, I, spoilers, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the funny part is uh, um, people ask me all the time, uh, like, uh, how do you come up with your plots? And I'm like, well, I try to, I try to do realistic fantasy with realistic motivations. Guess what? If the if if Lady Christina Medford, the daughter I mentioned earlier, if if she's if she's attracted to a handsome young guardsman, what's she gonna do? She's gonna try to lure him down to a nice quiet area and hey, let's have fun. You know, I mean, do, we all do wish what that. teens do. I mean, it's and uh, good heavens, uh, people want money, people want status, power, real moving motivation. up, real motivations. So it's relatable to right. Lord of the Rings is wonderful. It's fantastic. It's terrific. I, I grew up, and I always loved Lord of the Rings. So very little sex in there. Yeah. Uh, no one ever really considers money. I mean, okay, the, 
the Hobbit with the smog and the treasure, there you go. Yeah. There's the money. But in the rest of the Lord of the Rings... Everyone's loaded from the get-go. Right. So it's basically they're doing it for you know, forgotten countries. Right. And, uh, and hey, that's great. But what about social climbing? What about making a name for yourself? What about, uh, oh, gee, uh, if I betray that person, I'll gain a lot more if I... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sort of thing. The, the real-world motivations. Right. right. The, 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 the simple motivations of characters. Like, okay, here's a character. What do they want? What do they hope to be? What, do, what are the problems they're facing? What are the dilemmas they're facing? I mean, there's nothing better than a moral dilemma to motivate a good story. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't wait. I don't want to spoil anything from my second book coming out next month. But I finally did it. I finally came up with my I am your father line <laughs> for my second book. And without spoiling anything, I have one character confronting Nicholas Armand, my handsome uh, character in the first book. And he's, he, he basically says to him, uh, I and my brother, we met your mother and we found out later we both made love with her on the same weekend. So, I am your father or your uncle. Take your pick. All right. But yeah. There's yeah. a dry erase board mark. Right. Right. But that, that, that's my line for the second book. I, I am either your father or your uncle. Take your pick. Well, either way, it's good to have family. Right. You know? Yeah. And poor guy, of course, it's like. Um, uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything to the second book. I'm ready to spoil more. But uh, yes, the first book is my heart and joy because it really sets the scene for all of my books. Now, Arizona Publishing has contracted me for five books. Fantastic. So uh, the second book's coming out. I'm working on the third book. And what I'm blessed with, and this is what I'm really blessed with, and I hope I'm not talking too long. No, right? no, I'm blessed with a, an abundance of material. I've got years and years of material that I put into my campaign world. I mean, it, I know yeah, we're not the, on video here. The map here. is beautiful. I mean, uh, let, let that's, me that's one of my favorite fantasy books is that map in the first few pages that shows you this is the world. Right. Now, let me tell you, well, there are two other continents that I'm adding for future reference, but this is the main one. And uh, I, here's the funny part. When I drew this map... You drew Wait, wait, I'm getting there. When I drew this map, it looked like a fourth grader's science diorama. It really looked awful and, and amateurish. But, but a friend of mine put me in contact with a famous fellow from, uh, who, worked, who worked originally with TSR. His name is Steve Crompton, and he lives in Phoenix, Arizona. Anyway, I sent Steve Crompton a PDF file of what I had done. He took what I done and made it so much more professional looking. He did the, I designed the map. Every single, every single little town, every forest, every mountain range, every river. I've got stories that I can launch from these. But it was Steve Crompton who made my map much more professional he, he and presentable. It. Yes. And, and I'm loving the fact that, you, that this is based on your D&D &D game. Because like our podcast, it started yes. out our D&D &D game. Now, everyone knows I'm originally from New Jersey. You've got the Pine Barrens down here. You've got uh, Essex Fells, a town up here in New Jersey. You've got uh, the Mullica River, which is in New Jersey. You've got the Ramapo Mountains in New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> other people say I have Massachusetts names in here, like uh, uh, Wakefield, Medford, Colchester. And by the way, my characters in my book... They have sensible names. Okay, they might have interesting last names like Theosaur or uh, 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 Armand or other things. But the characters are easy to follow because they're first names. Nick, Thank you. Robert, yeah. Tom, 
uh, Paul. You know, like, you know, it's not like, a, oh, this is Kriksabala Sukasikasakasukasa, you know, <laughs> who's running through the wilds of Bika Baka Buka Baka Bika Baka Boo. You know, it's not like ex- and, and exotically wild. And he's the third guy that's name starts with the first basically syllable, so they all get muddied together, and you're like, okay, which one was this? Flip to the narrative at the beginning to get the whole breakdown. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm not the only one. Yeah, I'm, right. I'm the same way. That's why. <laughs> My fantasy characters, I was nicknamed in the first three or four letters. Now, when you ask me who my main character is, there are really three lady characters in my book who I, I think the lady characters, uh, Kate, I think the lady characters in my book steal the book. I think they steal the show. Well, how could they not? Yes. Okay. And uh, you've got, you've got uh, Lady Christina Medford, the handsome noble lady. You've got Abigail Theosaur, or Abby. She is the handmaiden to uh, Christina, but she finds herself entangled in the Imperial Palomar and Secret Service. And, uh, uh, and uh, then, of course, uh, I have uh, Susan Raintree, who's the granddaughter of the uh, gardener I was telling you about. And uh, I, I keep, I, when I think of Susan Raintree, I think of one of my favorite Star Trek characters, Dradzia Dax, uh, Terry Farrell. Yeah. And uh, anyway, these three ladies, Susan, Abigail, and Christina, they basically steal the book. And by the time, by the time you get to the end, it's almost like, oh, yeah, the book's about them and the crazy wizard. Now, there's one other thing i got to tell you. Everyone's been telling me they love the concept for the, games, the Game Masters University that I have in my book. The Game Masters University is a collection of wizards throughout the multiverse. Their single function, their single mission in life is to explore all of the infinite dimensional planes throughout the multiverse looking for exciting and new games to play. To, to, incre- to, to, to increase their spell casting and technological and other abilities. So if they want to play, awesome. let, if they want to play, let's play interdimensional thermonuclear war. You know, or, or, you know they, again, the idea being that the Game Masters University, you can stretch almost over almost any wizard. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, they, and guess what? I've got characters in GMU. Forgive me, GMU. Uh, yes, they want, they want to finish their studies. They want to rise up in the university. They want professorships. They want to, they, they want to, they want to move up and uh, get, get, away, get away from one, their home dimension so they can get to the cooler, more exciting dimensions. You know, you, know, you don't want to be in the podunk backyard. Right. You want, you want to be at the cool place. Who, who, wants, who wants to be in an inter- interdimensional backwater bog, right? You know, yeah. you want, <laughs> like, I want the crystalline planet with the crystal palace with the crystal people i, I think I mean, if we're doing it right. drinking crystal oh, I, think, cool. I, I think i'd prefer planet platinum but yeah you know but yeah that, you sound super excited about that. yeah oh, yes, i can't enough. wait to get into reading the first one well, uh, okay you have to shut me up so i can okay. answer questions because otherwise i'll just go well, on the about this all about well, uh, so first, I was going to give you my card, because oh. we're definitely going to talk again okay. when the next book comes out, because I definitely want to talk well, about that one. let's talk about that. My okay. second book is due out December 4th, just in time for FanFest in Phoenix, Arizona. Okay. What is FanFest? Okay, my dear friends, uh, uh, Jen and Matt Hins, uh, H-I-N-D-S, they are the ones who run Phoenix Comic Con every year. And Phoenix Comic Con has been getting huge, 85,000 people last year. Now, FanFest in December, they're going to hate me for saying this, I think of it as a pacifier. You see, people can't wait a whole year for another Comic-Con at Phoenix. Oh, who could? Yeah. So, so, so FanFest was created as a 
the, the six month in between Phoenix exactly. Comic Con. It's the booster shot. To get right, you exactly. Comic-Con. Right. So my second book will be ready for Fan Fest. That's at fantastic. December 4th. Um, that's less than a month from now. Yeah. Uh, I'm still doing final editing, but we'll get it done. That is, that is, that is awesome. And um, what else can I say? Uh, I'm professionally, I'm a teacher and a fundraiser, but right now I'm in between jobs and fencing my Everyone likes statistics. <laughs> my first book came out on May 23rd, the Saturday, yeah, May, May 23rd, la, uh, last May. I've sold over 500 print copies of my book. Everybody who buys them, they, they, they you know, they, I get a lot of uh, feedback, people calling me and on, yeah. online, oh, I love this book, when's the sequel coming out? But I got to get to a larger audience. Uh, 500 Please books, yeah. absolutely. By all means, I will get you all across the world. As Let's, much as I can. Thank you. So, uh, on Facebook, you have, uh, earlier we talked about you had a Facebook. Oh, where yes. can people find you on Facebook? Yes, uh, I have several pages on Facebook. First, I have my own personal profile, John Paul Reed, R I E D. Everybody misspells my last name, that's a German name. Now, for the company, I have Palomar and Adventures, LLC, it's a group on Facebook. Palomar, P A P A L A M A R A N. Adventures, Palomar and Adventures, LLC. That's where anyone can come and order my books, you know, through my website, through Facebook. Uh, now, in addition to that, I have another Facebook group entitled Reckless Ambitions. People who can go there and, oh, let's talk about the characters. Let's talk about this. Oh, I like this. Um, finally, I haven't created it yet, but I'm going to create another group, Facebook group for my second book coming out. Uh, and that again, capricious deities, oh, reckless ambitions with an S. Someone told me there's a romance book with reckless ambition with no oh. S, but the S is important. So <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Um, See, that's good. So no, no one's giving spoilers on the second book for the folks in the first book, Facebook. That's, right. that's a good idea. And uh, nice what, one other thing I'm very proud of with the, with the first book uh, that uh, I really, I was just incredibly lucky with. The, um, the, uh, my world has so much detail that I'm told I can, uh, in my book, I'm told I can set a scene effortlessly. Wow. Where people are reading, they're like, oh, he's stroking his iron gray mustache. Okay, that character has a mustache. You know, uh-huh. like that's where they, or they're, they're standing in an inviting uh, forest glade with a beautiful sunshine slipping through the trees. You know, I mean, like, a, I, I'm told that's my strength. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, what a big surprise. That's why I love Patty Holstrin and Arizona Publishing, because my greatest weakness is I'm a bit wordy. I have a lot of words to say, and I it's, talk it's so easy much. It's hard to imagine. I'm, I'm so quiet and so, so shy, usually. Uh, it's hard to imagine me talking too much and writing too much. But with Patty Holstrin and her staff, they help me edit the books and really make them perfect. I'm, I'm, Yes, uh, our editor has a marvelous steampunk uh, series uh, done by Michael Bradley. Uh, he has two steampunk books out, and a third one's coming out. 
uh, we're trying to go to audio books. We're trying uh, with uh, with over a hundred books that she can draw upon. We're trying to get the audio book market. Audio book is a great yes. thing to get into. And Arizona Publishing, they do a lot more than just fantasy and steampunk. We actually have nonfiction books. We actually have uh, fiction books, romance books, time travel books. We even have horror books. They're they're uh, their horror book series, Night Creeps and Night Creeps 2. I read them, they scared the devil out of me. and I'm a, I'm a tough guy to scare. But uh, last word, um, good heavens. Jim and Kate, I'm delighted to make new friends. And I'm very eager to make new friends out there in the gaming and fantasy community. I challenge anyone to find a better backstory for my Dungeons and Dragons campaign anywhere and I, I still run I still run my first edition advanced Dungeons and Dragons campaign every Monday night at 6 p.m. at Imperial Outpost Games in Glendale Arizona and uh, again I um, I'm very proud of what we do and I'm delighted to meet both of you and like I say I'm, I'm just glad to meet you I'm a hungry oh. person <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. For yeah, thank time. you. Now thank I want to get married. Much. Okay. Now <laughs> I'm thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network, and feel free to enjoy our other shows such as D and D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening. <laughs>